Take charge of your money with myself, Brendan Dale. Discussions and interviews on all things personal finance, from budgeting, saving, investing, insurance, financial planning, life goals, and more. Visit takechargeofyourmoney.blog for more content. This episode, and in fact, the whole season is sponsored by Naked. Not a fan of phone calls? With Naked, you can switch car insurance in under 90 seconds without having to talk to anyone. Get a final quote online, and if you like the price, which you probably will, you can sign up instantly. Visit naked.insure to find out how Naked is making insurance quicker and easier than ever before. Naked, the new way to cover your stuff. Naked Financial Technology is an authorized FSP. And as a side note, I know we all hate ads, but I use Naked myself for two cars and my household insurance. I love them. I'm very happy to recommend them. And I'm very pleased that they are willing to sponsor this podcast, especially as it's a brand new podcast and we're only on season one. So please go ahead and support them. I'll put the link in the description below. We're going to be talking about cash flow. How do you manage your cash flow in your business and in your personal life? And with me, I've got Louis, the frugal local. So I'm Frugal Local. Um, most people know me as Frugal for some odd reason. Um, I don't know why. But uh, um, so I have a couple of businesses. Um, I see myself as a small business owner and entrepreneur. I am a content creator and influencer, but also run my own business with where I do software development and project management, uh, more in the IT sphere. Um, I basically help small businesses and startups to uh, to grow, okay. to actually get off the ground. My website is localmoney.co.za mm-hmm. and uh, I am Frugal Local, which is my handle on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And then, yeah, I've got a, um, I'm very passionate about money, but specifically, mm-hmm. um, yes, it is important that we are frugal um, with our money, but also, you know, generating that income and also work well with the money that we have. Mm. Great. Thank you. So everyone should go follow you. <laughs> You've recently created or recently started your own business. I know you've tweeted a lot about leaving your employer and starting a new business. So you, you've got that on the go. I know you've recently had a baby. Congratulations, but you're expanding your family. So there's lots of things to manage, but how do you manage your cash flow in your business and in your personal life? So I want to take a step back, you know, about that day that I actually left my job. Mm. Um, I planned for more than a year before I left my job. Oh, wow. And I started getting things in place. And I'm Mm. not talking about clients. I'm also talking about uh, money. I had about three years of expenses saved up Mm. when I left my job. So... When it came for that, because I was the only person that's going to be in the job, mm. I had to make sure that I'm going to be okay. Now, even though I know that I could, you know, because mm. of the IT industry, I can get another job uh, fairly quickly, mm. I was still wanting to get that extra buffer to make sure. So was this saving in addition to an emergency fund or was this just your emergency fund? I think it's a little bit of both. You can say it was it was, mm. it was actually accessible at any time okay. because if we do need that money, I need to be able to pull it mm. to, you know, to take it out. But yes, I still had, uh, I saw it as a three-year emergency mm. fund. When you're self-employed or you're an entrepreneur, uh, what needs to happen is that sometimes, you, you know, things happen. Like, mm. for example, your, your biggest client leaves or you don't necessarily have the, um, the money available that you need, the cash flow that you need. So it is a place that you can go and Grab that money if you do need okay. it. Okay. But now we're going to come back to that first question. You didn't answer it yet. But cash flow, I guess maybe we can just explain or broaden a bit what, what we mean by it. Because I think cash flow in your business is very similar to cash flow in your personal life. Like you need, if you don't have the money to pay for something, you don't have it. Whether it's 
sort of personal business, but how would you define cash flow? Basically, I see cash flow as, you know, like blood in your veins. And what happens is that cholesterol, which would be like fat, it stops the blood, the life-giving blood, Mm. if you call it like that, to actually go to the cells that needs to go. Mm. So what debt does is it stops the cash flow to actually flow through to the places that it needs to go. So in 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 to explain it in a bit more technical terms, you get income and you get expenses. And the lower your expenses and the higher your income, the more life you have that flows through the veins, that Mm. flows through you and can give life to your business. So you mentioned debt, is that the only thing that stops cash flow? Here's the interesting thing, in business, uh, it depends on if it's a service-based business or a product-based business. Mm. I'm very much in the service-based business at the moment. Um, some of my other small businesses, mm. uh, like businesses I'm getting off the ground now, is going to be more product-based. But services, the biggest thing would be a lot of times like uh, making debt, buying like laptops mm. and things that you need. But when it comes to products, what sometimes happens is that you need stock. So you mm. put all the money that you have into uh, like uh, inventory, so that mm. would be things like, say for example, you've got a business selling shoes. You'd put all your money in getting those shoes there, but now you don't have the money to actually go and pay the things your normal monthly expenses, mm. and that can kill your cash flow as well. Yeah. So anything that basically takes away from the the, the cash flowing through your mm. business, whether it's a lot of stock, whether it's debt, mm. whether it's um, a lot of expenses such as people that you're hiring that needs to get salaries that's so high. But All these things are eating away to it. So you're saying it's taken away from your cash flow, but if you have a credit card, surely you could still buy stuff. Like, do you, do you need the actual cash or, you know, like, does it really stop you buying stuff? Well, think about it this way. The cash in your credit card, is that really yours? Well, it's not really bad, but I can use it. Oh, absolutely. Or, the know. problem is, is that then we pay 28 or 30, you know, mm. 28% um, interest on that. Mm. So the problem is, is that we think it's, we just, you know, when we borrow money, mm. it's just that amount. It's a mm. hundred grand that you're borrowing, but okay, but now what about that 128 that you need to repay? Mm. So we forget that these things compound and they grow. Okay. So like over time, it's going to catch up to you. Absolutely. And it does. Okay. I mean, you know, um, it's literally like gardening is the same, you know, if you're going to sow seeds, you're going to, you know, get a harvest. And if you're going to sow some weeds, you're going to get weeds. <laughs> but how do you manage your cash flow in just in your personal finances, so in your life. So for me, very big um, business is separate from personal life. Okay. That's very separate. I've got a, a business, I've got a P2I Limited that I have, and there's cash flow coming in, and then there's cash flow going out. So mm-hmm. if I've got a contractor that I need to pay, um, I make sure and plan that I do have enough money that even if, if the client doesn't pay, I'd be able to actually pay mm-hmm. the contractors or the people that actually supply me mm-hmm. with the goods. Um, that's very, very important for me to have that buffer in mm-hmm. there. Because I know that in case something bad does happen, I'll be able to pay my debtors Mm. and then I can take the action. Oh, I can take it up and say, listen, what's going on? Why haven't I been paid? Now, my personal life is very similar to that. You know, when I get paid, I also go and say, okay, well, the company's paying me and I need to make sure that I have enough money that that'll go Mm. through. I'm constantly making sure that the account is healthy, the business is healthy, Mm. and my money is healthy so that I know that the money that I need to pay will be able to be done, you know, will be done. People often talk about paying yourself first. That's that richest man in Babylon has that has a chapter on paying yourself first, putting money aside for the rainy day kind of thing. I mean, is that something that that you also recommend? Let's take a step back with regards to paying yourself first and what that actually means. 
The Richest Man in Babylon does quite a great book, by the way. But Robert Kiyosaki also has got a huge mm. section of it. But essentially what he's saying is this, is he says, invest money in something that's valuable. And if there's a shortfall, then find ways to cover that mm. end. Now, I think it's a very valuable principle to say, well, and that's when he says pay yourself first. First invest mm. and then pay what's over. And if there's this shortfall, you need to make a plan, which encourages people that don't have a lot of cash flow. Mm. For me very much, um, I am one of those planners that plan long in advance that that cash flow will be available mm. to make very sure of that. Um, because you get two types of people in that. And that's, I think, sort of what I'm heading towards. You get people that need to pay themselves first. And you get people that says, I need backup plans of backup plans of backup plans. Now, I'm that person. I need to have so many backup plans to yeah. make sure that I'd be able to okay. pay that first. Yeah. So if you're not an obsessive compulsive planner like me, mm. you need to make sure that you first allocate all the money to mm. um, things that's going to generate you money mm. and then pay over and. Um, I think if you are a very good planner, then you can work with that in a different way. Cool. And I think one of the key points to to having a healthy cash flow, whether it be business or personal, would be obviously to spend less than you earn. I mean, that's like and the golden rule. You can't be spending more money than what you physically have. But someone who's listening to this, who's struggling to make it through the month, now you you know you get your salary and now... By the 20th of the next month, you've already run out of money. How would you start fixing your cash flow? I'd like to tell you a story. I was in a money coaching session with somebody and he said that he would really like to buy a car. Mm. He really, you know, would like, I mean, that's one of his life goals. And what's interesting about this is that he, I told him, okay, but where's your money going? Mm. And he's saying, well, he's spending about 70% of his salary on a place to stay. Now, your money in your bank account, your transactions tell you a story. Mm. So when you invest in a company online or invest in a startup or wherever it might be, their bank account tells you the story of their lives, you know, and what is important to them. Mm. In the same way, your bank account tells you that story. So his story was, well, where I stay is more important than the car. With this story, yes, you can cut expenses. But for me, it's very much important that you cut expenses on things that's not important mm. to you. If you don't care about the car that you drive, then don't buy a, an expensive mm. car. If you don't really care about the food that you eat, then don't spend a lot of money on that expensive mm. food. And oftentimes, in most cases, we can cut back our expenses in that regard mm. To that, it's not always possible, and sometimes, obviously, there are mm. things like debt review and other options. Yeah, that yeah. We I do think have. if you get in an extreme situation, then it's yeah, but you, you can get to a point there is literally nothing more to cut. But, but you sort of don't want to yeah. go that route if you can help it. Yeah. But again, the last option would be to up your, your income mm. because you need that cash flow, you need that gap, you need that life money flowing yeah. through, whether you as a business or your business. Yeah. So, and I think the, I mean, the short-term solution would be to cut expenses, but long-term, you absolutely want to increase that income. Absolutely. But I think sometimes, you know, if you've got a job right now and in a year's time, you know, you sort of, I need more money. Mm. It's not going to help just to swap to a different mm. job every year because that's going to ruin your reputation. <laughs> so, yeah. No, no, you need to have a bit of a plan, I guess. Absolutely. So it's a little yeah. bit of both. And I think that sometimes people are very hesitant to cut expenses mm. because they feel that it's intruding into their lives. But the problem is, if we don't control that, 
how can we control anything? Mm. Um, and in the same way, when it comes to income, you can try and up it, but if your expenses are out of control, mm. is that going to help? Yeah. So I just want to sort of finish off and touch a bit on budgeting, but you, you spoke mm. about your bank account sort of telling you a story. So I guess a good place to start would be to analyze your bank account for the last two or three months. Look at, look at what the story is. How much are you spending on various things? Decide how it makes you feel, if you're feeling proud of that, if you're feeling annoyed about that or upset. I hate the word budget. Mm, I know that is a bit negative. It, it's like, you know, I would like to add a burden to your life <laughs> to make your life suck even more. But what people do is they dump this word on people. Mm. And, and what I like to do, I see this much more as a relationship that we have with money. Mm. Um, and what happens is that as we... You know, in the beginning of a relationship, you check out the person and you're like, okay, what is the person doing? Where's the person going? And spying a bit. Mm -hmm. And I find that it works very well with money starting off. Mm -hmm. You just check where the money is going and you're like, oh, okay. So me and my wife did that mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. And we discovered that what we spent on takeaways, we started um, crying quite a bit. We were very upset. So we decided we're not going to do takeaways. So that was not a good story. <laughs> no. But we realized with, this, with just... Being mindful of where mm. our money was going, and as soon as we started tracing it and tracking it, we're like, but we don't like the story that our money is mm. telling us. So because we started building this thing, this relationship with money, we were able to eventually change it. Mm. And we changed it to, to flow to the areas that we actually value. Mm. We, value we don't value takeaway food, but we value spending time together. Mm. So whether it's uh, cooking together or whether it's just having a coffee somewhere, mm. um, that is how we change the direction of where the money is mm. going. So it's not restricting yourself. It's just spending money on things that you value more. Finding out what you value, what are your priorities, and then spending the money there. Absolutely. And I think that's oftentimes mm. what we think. When we add a burden of a budget, we think, oh my goodness, you know, I'm not going to have a wonderful life. But it's actually, um, you can call it a budget. I like mm. to just say, you know, I know where my money is going mm. uh, because of my relationship with money. Yeah. So whatever you want to call it, you sort of need to be mindful of your money and the flow of your money. Mm. And um, whether it's through a budget in, on paper, whether it's through a, an app, something like 227, mm. whether it's through your banking app, uh, it's just important that you know where it's flowing. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. I think we're going to end there, but really just cash flow is really just where the money coming in. Where is it going and is there something coming out on the other side? Because if, the, if there's nothing left at the other side, you've got a, you've got a problem. Absolutely. So you, you need to make a plan. And even if it's just a plan for next month, you, you need to start somewhere to fix this issue. Absolutely. So just as a reminder, this episode and in fact the whole season is sponsored by Naked. That's naked.insure. And I'm going to put the link down in the description below. So please check them out. Mm -hmm.